I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole? Hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Welcome to Team Rabbit Edition 274. Join us as we get back together with Tom Lesher, aka K. Pacha, an inspiring warrior of light holding it down with newparadigmastrology.com. He has done his homework regarding the charts, the zeitgeist, and the scandemic. Further up and further in, welcome and well met once again. How's it going, dude? Hello, everybody. <clears throat> I know that uh, you just did a few readings, so maybe your gas take is on lower than full. It's all good. Um, it's been a hot minute since you were on. It's been about a year, which is actually not that long, really, because we don't have that many recurring guests. But I listen to you weekly, and you're one of my favorite astrologers, quite frankly. Um, before we get into some of this new stuff, because I want to catch up, this episode is number 274. Uh, that reduces uh, to six plus uh, seven is 13. Four is the Emperor card. Uh, interesting energy for sure. So the Emperor card is I lead by example. Setting boundaries and following rules, believing in the concrete world around you, focusing on action and results and holding your ground. Having the moon just enter Capricorn just now. Uh, not terribly surprised there. But uh, Rafael, what card are you going to pull? This is the three of discs. So what we have here, work to be done, nobility, elevation, dignity, rank, power, gain in the marketplace, and construction. Numerologically, this would be, if I'm not mistaken, the, now let me think, 69? No, I'm completely off right now. I'll tell you in a second. But anyways, three of discs. I'm not sure if you're into tarot, but then you'll know what's going on. So, so three of pentacles and the emperor card. If there's any kind of sinks or resonances, uh, Tom, let us know if anything's popping for you, and we can kind of go from there. Oh, well, for sure. <clears throat> the emperor card is uh, right now we're just dealing with a uh, Venus-Mars-Saturn uh, conjunction in Aquarius which is a, a, a beautiful reflection of that card. And it, it is so much about coming into a calm, still, objective, mature uh, space to deal with uh, whatever arises, whatever comes up, particularly with the, with the good of the community, the good of the whole, the good of the future, in mind, in heart. So I think it it totally mirrors what I just said in the Paley report yesterday. <laughs> you 
it's a good failure report. If people don't know. I watch that shit, like I said, weekly. It's it's uh, your mantras. I post them on Facebook with images or whatever. Um, I'm not sitting there just mantraing out with your mantra, but I at least co- you know get cognitive about it and kind of metacognate on it. And I'm like, oh, they're poetic and beautiful. But uh, like you were saying, it's kind of like we're in a busy ass subway. A lot's changing. A lot's going on. And we just have to hold our, I mean, that's why I called it the Mount moment but with ohm is it the middle ohm or whatever uh we've got to hold this episode the title is uh we've got to hold that center and it isn't always easy um but like uh, you were saying the emperor card is very much about um writing the ship like owning the responsibility of the ship whether you're going to chase the the whale or not is up to you ultimately but i think in some weird way um it's tricky because Saturn has all this kind of crypto news and all the, the war and all this kind of weird stuff where it's it's kind of a it's readjusting what the team rules are. But at the same time, I think we have this ability to, as you've done, and I'm kind of doing semi-partially for a little while here in Costa Rica, um, establish your domain and kind of claim space and and right do it righteously, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the same time, as all this is going on in Aquarius, which is kind of aloof and distant and intellectual and objective, we've got the sun charging into Aries, <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's going to be followed by Jupiter, you know, in a couple of weeks. And it's already got Mercury coming there, too. So there is a lot that is going on and is going forward. And so it's like a stagecoach driver holding a team of horses. You know, uh, I, you know, we could get angry, pissed off, want to lash back, react, uh, charge forward. You know, so there's, you know, it takes even more like self-discipline, self-control, uh, you know, and um, mastery. I mean, you know, a lot of it is about self-mastery and that is more, uh, you know, with uh, with the emperor card and. I mean, we can go on and on. I can go on and on because at the same the, the other thing, you know, of course, is June Neptune, which is the, uh, the Wetico virus. It's the mind virus that is, you know, psychotically uh, taking over. Okay. You know, Pisces is the collective unconscious and uh, Neptune rules Pisces. It's been in there for 14 years, but it's coming to the last degrees. Okay, and these later degrees, you know, especially if we work with, uh, you know, with the deacons, where you uh, take each sign and divide it into three. Okay, uh, we have the last, uh, the last ten degrees of Pisces is is has an overtone or co-ruled by Scorpio, and so, you know, this is. This is like deep, powerful exploitation, manipulation, uh, you know, uh, mass media, you know, just like putting out, <clears throat> you know, hypnotizing and, uh, uh, you know, basically uh, lying, cheating and deceiving, uh, you know, so many billions of people right now and jupiter just comes around like a huge amplifier and says oh yeah let's do that times 10 (laughs) so it's like oh my god you know uh the world is going freaking nuts so we've got our instinct that wants to you know our adrenaline wants to charge and act and do something about it and we've got this jupiter neptune you know all this chaos and madness going on 
And I mean, it's just just like everything is kind of unraveling all at the same time. I know that um, what comes to mind a little for me is the Willy Wonka, the original uh, filmed in Munich version or whatever with Gene Wilder, where they're going down that tunnel. Uh, They're on the water on the boat. It's just like centipedes and all this crazy shit. It's like, what the fuck is going on? I actually just, for some dumb reason, I've been, uh, I quit smoking weed and drinking um, back in the Scorpio season um my south nose in scorpio as you can see with our charts and i was just like you know what i gotta get righteous and you know i'm not against weed altogether i still take cbd pills but my point is i was kind of like all right time to stop playing around um and i've been eating mushrooms here though there's quite a bit of uh mushrooms in costa rica with all the cow pies um and whatever strain i've got is super psychedelic and last uh the last day of pisces season i was like oh i'll totally just eat some mushrooms there was like a four gram situation i was like bugging out a little it was a little it was like right past my comfort zone i was like this is this is too much i was telling my fiance i was like uh we need to talk like ca- like talk me off the plank like i wasn't freaking out but i was like whoa like, how much did i eat this is a really strong batch um i didn't really think about all this stuff and not to mention um chiron and aries obviously we've talked about that before we're healing specific wounds of the self but with all this energy now kicking into aries we're about to really be like <laughs> Hopefully not like, you know, getting in people's faces and trying to charge. And with uh, uh, Black Moon Lilith at 27, I think, degrees right now with the uh, across uh, opposite the uh, galactic center. It's like these mm-hmm. are like worst case, photos, like going through all of our minds. Like, I mean, I didn't grow up in the you know Cold War era, really. I was born in 85, but um, I- I'm just not tuning into it. I'm kind of like whatever happens, happens. I can't control this um it gets tricky because we've talked about this kind of stuff with like as within so without so when things like jeffrey epstein island and all this kind of stuff is popping i was like in a weird way we're quantumly entangled and they're reflecting aspects of ourselves but one can't play that game too much or else you'll go kind of crazy a little you have to kind of be present or whatever anyway um if you want to say anything about that you totally can yeah well we kind of have to like hold center. We have to be the eye of the hurricane. And, uh, you know, I, I relate to the, uh, the, the need to be aware and awake and in charge of all of our senses, because uh, there is a tendency to just uh, want to numb out, check out, <laughs> get, get stoned and, uh, you know, dance and play music. And I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to uh, like to to stay in the game, you know, to stay in the madness, you know, to enter the subway station. It's like, you know what, maybe I'll just let's not go into the subway station. <laughs> you know, it's too crowded and there's a bunch of madness and I, and I can just stay out. So, I mean, I deal a lot with this. Should I stay or should I go? Should I come in, you know, full barrel and, you know, try to make a change and, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, blow up the Pentagon or something like that, you know, or should I just hang out here in Costa Rica and go down by the river and, uh, you know, totally chill and, and let go. So I think fortunately we're in a place where we've got the technology where we can do both. We can we can uh, we can be out there and still in there at the same freaking time. I think Peter Gabriel said it best um, in the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, which is one of the best albums ever. If you know about it, cool. If you don't, scope it. Uh, it's a double album. It's actually the only album I, in high school I got. It some bass player was like, "Check this shit out." You don't even know you're turning on to Pink Floyd and Zeppelin out. Like, check this out. And it was like I listened to it fully through with the liner notes, reading it, and I was like, 
I, it ended, it's like an hour and a half album. And I was like, wow. That's all I said out loud. And then I replayed it like immediately. It was like, it was, it was mind numbing. Anyway, there's a um, song on there called Carpet Crawlers, which has some poetic verses in it. And one of the, the well, I guess the chorus or refrain or whatever is like, you got to get in to get out. And it seems like that's the nature of the beast right now. Um, kind of avoiding things, although it might feel comfortable and appeal to our egos we're being challenged and called to um it's like a tree like during a storm i mean some years in the tree you can see like oh shit this weather was weird or it had a fire you can't you're not going to stop growing it's eternal like you know even killing yourself isn't going to end the dream you know i don't know how that all works metaphysically but there's no escape <laughs> in a sense and no. um i think that's maybe the harder pill to swallow where it's like this is our job to deal with this um and i know about a month or two ago maybe um, I was looking into going because I'm down here anyway. Uh, I just got down here last month. Um, you were in Peru and kind of calling all warriors mode. Um, I was wondering how that whole process went, where you went, what were you talking about, how the uh, you know turnout was good, hopefully. Um, what was the message and kind of vibe? Um, if you want to speak on that a little, you totally can. I know it's like a recap. It's not like you're there doing it now, but I'm curious uh, if you felt like um, – your mission well or however you want to put that yeah it um it was it was met well uh the workshop filled up you know um at the last minute it was uh really something um despite like four people uh getting stopped one couldn't leave australia and another uh, couldn't leave canada and i mean that there was all kinds of bullshit going on i mean it was you had to be a warrior to make it to the freaking workshop for in the first place but the other thing that uh that obviously came out uh, you know up with that and is that people are on different pages People are on, you know, people are on real different pages. So there were some people there that wanted more, uh, you know, like, how do we charge? What are the, you know, uh, where's my sword and my spear and give me the, you know, da, da, da. You know I'm ready to go out there and, you know, uh, you know, cut it up. And, and, you know, and then there were, there were other people that you know, were doing more of an inner you know, I, I want to just rebuild myself so that I can, you know, survive the madness. And so, like, you know, people are on different pages with this whole thing, you know. Uh, and and so the, but the idea of Chiron and Aries and, and, you know, and that whole thing is just to really own honor, respect. I exist. I deserve to get what I want. I deserve to speak my truth. I deserve to, you know, as a human being, I have these inalienable rights. And, you know, and I'm, you know, and, and I don't want to lose touch with that. You know, that's uh, that has to do with Mars. It has to do with the sacral chakra. It has to do with uh, the, the red energy, the warrior energy within us. And so we really need you know, we need this energy uh, strongly now. Jupiter is going to go in there for uh, a little while, but then it's going to come back next year and uh, spend more time, you know, in Aries. And finally, I don't, I don't want to say, well, there's nothing is final. <laughs> but, you know, the, I mean, the, the, the big thing coming around is the Saturn-Neptune conjunction at zero degrees of Aries happening in 25 and 26. And to me, uh, that is, that really signals, okay, like, you know, game over. 
um, you know, right now Saturn's moving through Aquarius. It's going to spend two and a half years in Pisces. And it's just ending, finishing, closing, completing this whole 28, 30 year cycle. And so we are on the downhill slope. We are going, you know, we're going in, <laughs> you know, on the caterpillar, you know, we're going down the slide, uh, you know, and I think when Saturn uh, moves into Pisces, um, which is uh, like next March, uh, you know, we're going to have, I mean, I, I don't want to be a doomsday uh, a prophet, but uh, you know, uh, Saturn in Pisces, you know, bumping up to Neptune there and everything. Um, that's the immune system. That's autoimmune disorders. Uh, that is uh, suicide. That is despair. That is hospitals and, uh, you know, insane asylums. I mean, we, you know, we have this whole kind of uh, this collective unconscious kind of being purged. And um, it's not going to be comfortable for a lot of people. So, I think that this is a time of really uh, strengthening, you know, our resolve and be ready. It's, it's not so much because I've really laid low. I asked Raphael. I mean, he could attest like for a while. I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. I'm just going to not tune into it. And I have I mean, with Mars Mercury, uh, depending on the chart, looking 12th house kind of thing. Um, Avoidance is, you know, Chiron and Gemini, I can be very avoidant of like the facts at hand and what I need to be looking at. But it seems like, and I hope it's not so much like, aha, I told you so, but I think a lot of people are going to start waking up. I mean, now there's Pfizer fifth shots and enough data out there where people, I can't, I literally can't imagine still swallowing that Kool-Aid. There's so much cognitive dissonance and it's weird for you, I'm sure, like you were saying, because you're, you're uh, garnering a lot of attention from multiple camps of thought. It's not just conspiracy theorists. It's not just, you know, like new agey types, new paradigm types tend to be more divine feminine and all is one and kind of get levels of consciousness. But, um, and yes, that's true. All is one, you know, in some weird way we were talking about yesterday on the podcast um, with somebody from Sedona where it's like nested uh, Russian dolls. It's like, you can never get out of grace. Like it's, I mean, there's no escaping it. Like it's all grace, but that doesn't mean that the, uh, like um, in Star Wars, I'm not sure how familiar that with that series you are, but it's like at some point Darth Vader. I mean, it's that's some Saturn and Aquarius shit. Like Darth Vader comes up, very martial. They do this whole coup and they kill all the Jedi, and Yoda and uh, uh, what's his name, Obi Wan Kenobi, have to dip. Like that's the best move. <laughs> like they can't sit around. Um, and yeah. you were kind of, I mean, in some way you're like the revolution starting, but don't pop your head out prematurely because the lawnmower might come over. Kind of vibes. Um, so it's a weird time because yeah. I think people, like you were saying, have a fire in their spirit. Many people, I think, are either are like, I want the new world, new age, and you know, end this nightmare if they're going to be kind of like passive about it. And then some people really are very charged and wanting to take on, you know, take it to the streets or whatever. Um, but to know how to – and in a weird way, everybody's got their own karma um, with that because I think you kind of find yourself where you need to be. So if you're in a you know Boston Revolution or something like that – um, you were needing to be there for some reason. And if you're kind of hiding out in the, in the hills, you were needing to be there. Um, anyway, I'm kind of rambling, but it's, uh, what were some of the main themes that you were touching on um, during your last retreat kind of uh, sojourning? Well, some of the themes that I want to go into today. <laughs> All good. I mean, uh, awesome. I mean, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just taking what you're saying and bouncing back with it. And, and to me, there, there is this, uh, 
there is this thing of um, whether it's the art of war. Okay, you know that you know that we're looking at. There, there's a time, a season, a place, uh, uh, the best manner, the most efficient use of our energy, of our knowledge, of da da ba 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 ba. And and <clears throat> I think that the main thing that I that I want to put out that Dane Ridger put out, the father of humanistic astrology, is that we are seed people. We are seed people, and we're seeding the age of Aquarius. We're seeding a new paradigm. And and that, and that is very interesting because seeds go underground. <laughs> seeds are underground, <laughs> you know, and they sprout underground, and maybe they send out their roots and their tentacles and connect with other underground roots and tentacles before they stick their head out. <laughs> and so, you know, I really feel that we can be both of these things, that we can be seed pods, we can be getting together with like-minded souls, and... We can be underground, and part of this underground to me is the blockchain. Part of this underground is Web3. Part of this underground is, you know, decentralized, you know, forms of communication, uh, innovating and inventing, uh, you know, uncensored platforms and ways of communicating and alternative lifestyles that are not affected, you know, by the, in, the insane inflation Okay, and by the supply chain bullshit and the and all the things that are coming down with the wars and BlackRock and the banks and you know, I mean, th- you know, we don't want to go down with the ship. So th- this is a time to get off the Titanic. This is a time to get on the lifeboats, you know, with other people who are like, oh, I think it's time to get on a lifeboat, <laughs> you know, and, and get more self-sufficient, you know, and get more prepared and get ready, you know, for some real challenging, you know, economic, financial, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, right, right into, you know, food store shortages and, uh, and things that, uh, you know, can result from what could be World War Three. Well, you know, but, you know, whether there's World War Three or not, the idea is that there is a very small group of extremely powerful, wealthy people that are a- attempting and desiring to destroy the economy, the world economy, whether it's through a pandemic, whether it's through war, whether it is through, uh, you know, uh, digital uh, QR codes and facial recognition and digital passports and everything else. The idea is you know, that there is a huge uh, worm, I think of Dune, you know, those big sand worms, <laughs> you, know, that, you know, that is just like wanting to come up and swallow, you know, uh, the, the world economy. And, and what we want to be doing is, you know, getting together, you know, with our loved ones and like-minded, uh, you know, people, so we don't get swallowed by the sand worms. <laughs> I hear that. It's funny because when you were talking about the Titanic, I heard this little history tidbit the other day where one of the only people to survive, and it shows it in the film with DiCaprio, uh, I guess a cook started throwing chairs over the side for so people could use like flotsam and jets, like, you know, float or whatever. Um, While it's going down, everyone's panicking and doing their shit. And he's like just chucking chairs and he's drinking from his flask in the film. Um, But that guy was so drunk. I mean, very, you know, Neptune, Jupiter, Pisces stuffs. Um, he was so drunk that his blood alcohol was so high that he didn't freeze. He sur- he's one of the few survivors. I'm not suggesting that for everybody, but it's always funny how 
Um, I mean, his karma allowed him to go that way in it or whatever. And um, something recently was uh and I, don't, I think it's 170 year cycle but i'm not exactly sure off the top of my head um we were talking about like the a age of empires i mean we've got the emperor card in a very philip k dick kind of way the emperor never the empire never ended right so it's been this kind of regurgitation of whatever it is uh saturnian cube stuff or whatever's going on who knows ultimately what's going on but um these things have recapitulated and it's never it's it's changed but it's never disappeared totally so it's like rome and we're going to come in and you guys are going to take our Caesar statues and coins and aqueducts. And if you don't, fuck off. And then that kind of mutates into the British Empire. And that kind of mutates eventually into the American kind of industrial, whatever the fuck, military industrial complex thing we've got going now. Um, and you were, I'm not saying like, I, I'm not trying to pigeonhole you at all. So just, I want to kind of jam on it. But um, you were suggesting that basically that the, the American Empire is kind of waning or American situation, uh, NATO, all these oh i believe jim is breaking up he'll have to read i lost him yes i'm gonna keep in the meantime up. i'll just start talking exactly <laughs> okay so um yeah i uh it's interesting because a couple of weeks ago i actually posted along with my uh weekly youtube uh, pele report uh, a link to a video called the changing world order and and this guy went back through history and he actually followed these changing world orders and it was amazing because he he went back as far as the dutch and the dutch rose and then uh, the rich, there was a, a, a tremendous movement of wealth from the poor people to the banks and the rich people. And then there was a revolution and it destabilized the economy and inflation came along and it went down and it was replaced with the British. And the British came up, okay, and they had the same, you know, the, the same experience, okay. Okay, of the up, all the wealth went up to the rich people and it caused a bunch of revolution and it caused inflation. And, you know, and this happened on a regular 250 year cycle. And then, of course, the, the United States uh, replaced uh, Britain. And that was 250 years ago. And the interesting thing for me is that it, it perfectly coincides with Pluto going through Capricorn. The changing world order, Pluto is death and resurrection, Capricorn is world order and structure and financial security, which also I think has to do with the reserve currency, because the Dutch had the reserve, and then the British pound was the world currency, and now the United States dollar is the world currency. And when you have the, the world currency, basically... You are the you are the world superpower because everybody's trading in your currency, and and if you lose being the world currency, you're out in the cold. And this was one of the things that caused uh, the uh, you know the Iraq War. Saddam Hussein was going to sell oil, not for U.S. dollars. For the first time, all oil is sold with under U.S. dollars. And, and so he was going renegade and he was going to start selling it for non-U.S. dollars. Well, boy, you can bet that they stopped that.
so there is this uh, big part on the desire of the United States to maintain itself as the reserve currency for the world. And at the same time, the United States was born with Pluto at 27 degrees, 32 minutes of Capricorn. And Pluto has come around for its full 240 year cycle. And the United States is now this year having its Pluto return. The first pass was in February. It's coming back retrograde over the summer and it's going to be direct in November and December. And I mean, if there is, if anything signals the end, <laughs> you know, it is a Pluto return. So we know that the United States is, uh, you know, it's gasping. It's printing money as fast as it possibly can. And it, and that's not enough. And it's, you know, trying this, uh, you know, ridiculous and that ridiculous and this other, you know, and uh, the Republicans and the Democrats are ready to shoot each other. And I mean, the elections are good. So I, you can just see that there's big, you know, the, the, the horizon is very bleak for the United States. And um and it's going to be replaced. But the thing is that this guy's video, The Changing World Order, it was dealing with individual countries. So the Dutch got replaced with England and England got replaced, uh, you know, with the U.S. And he shows China is on its way up like the U.S. is going to get replaced by China. Uh, but but what he doesn't have because it has not existed until now, is a World Economic Forum, is a World Health Organization, is a United Nations, is a cabal of Davos G7 people that are, a, it's not a country. And it's not a specific currency. It's global pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, with, you know, global, uh, you know, uh, high tech industry. Right. You're making, you know, making these huge multinational corporations and organizations like, you know, Vanguard and BlackRock and, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These things are were not in that picture before, but they are now. And so, you know, my feeling and, you know, this, this whole feeling of this age of Aquarius Okay, that we're moving into is that it's not so much that Russia or China or somebody's going to win World War Three and we're going to da 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 da. You know, to me, I my sense is that the whole thing is getting orchestrated by puppeteers behind the scenes that are wanting to come in to establish a world order, a totalitarian government that is not based in one country does not run on one currency, but rather is all about, okay, uh, you know, high-tech banking, high-tech currency, digital currency, uh, you know, you know, really, you know, this is, this is going to be the global currency, right? And, um, and all the banks are all getting together, and I don't care if they're in China, Russia, or the United States, banks are banks. <laughs> The people that own the banks, you know, are all, uh, you know, at the, at the same table drinking together. It's like I George Carlin said, they're in a club and we're not in it. 
Um, and my, hope, my hope is that the, and he was very atheistic. He was very cynical. Um, we've had a guest on who hung out with him or at a bank or something like that once, which I thought was kind of a weird New Yorker city story. It's like, oh, I, I was a teller and I served George Carlin. In any event, um, one, I'll think, say one thing really quick and then Raphael, I, I see you want to say something. Um, what I want to know, what was the specific transit happening to the Dutch when they had that uh, tulip craze? I mean, it feels a little like Bitcoin. Um, and I want to kind of get your opinion on blockchain because even in the name itself, it seems very kind of, like Orwellian or like you're going to be strapped to this thing and we know exactly what's going on. Um, we can get in kind of like language magic. I think actually today, um, I forget his name, um, but the guy who was all about um, Jordan Maxwell, I think his name is Jordan Maxwell. Yeah, he died today. So meet the new boss, same as the old boss. The song remains the same as Zeppelin would say. Um, but like you're saying, there's factors that have changed the game in such a way that we're shifting dimensions. It's almost like we were playing Monopoly in black and white. Now we're playing in color and it's just like a little different. Um, Raphael, did you want to say anything? So it's certainly clear that there is this group that you're mentioning that is, uh, let's say, very inspired to, you know, succeed at this new world order. As George Bruce said, even in 89, I believe, or whenever, or 91. Um, however, at the same time, and it's really difficult for me to understand, you know, with all the layers of uh, real and trumped up conspiracies, let's say, you know, who is really puppeteering whom, who or what entity is actually really sovereign, who can even afford to actually express their free will and is not bound, even as a head of state, by, you know, whatever their own handlers or economy, you know, dictate so on and so forth but just generally i'd be curious as to what you think in terms of how is that going in terms of unipolar world because that's kind of what you're describing because what i'm seeing both potentially with the past crisis and the current crisis is people actually becoming made me more resilient to propaganda at least a fraction of them and also geopolitically with what is happening right now with the conflict it rather seems as if a multipolar order is actually emerging which as you mentioned before this wasn't possible because everyone who attempted would get carpet bombed if you're in this case not sticking to the petrodollar so while i see the intentions i actually rather see it going the opposite direction in terms of the creation of a multipolar order which in my understanding is all it is about because as soon as multiple opinions are allowed and validated as such and not shunned per se without investigation then we are much closer to the ability to discern truth uh, than if everything is censored as we still are doing it right now yeah <clears throat> well I mean, I can't say that I have all the answers. Of course, I have to learn more about the blockchain. I have to learn more about Web3. I, you know, I'm educating myself as fast as I can uh, while I'm still trying to put some, you know, something out there. Um, but I just saw this video yesterday that, you know, rocked my world. <laughs> and that, that, that it was about think and, and the robot. He created a robot. You know, we have, a, we have a computerized robot that is going into Wall Street, has gone into Wall Street, and has basically, uh, you know, just been reading markets and reading markets, uh, you know, for, you know, 20 years or so. And it has built up and built up and built up to where, and, and of course, this is BlackRock. And they have $40 trillion. Uh, like the U.S. has $29 trillion. 
you know, Europe has, uh, you know, uh, so th- you know, this privately, you know, well, they've gone public, but, you know, th- this corporation now, the, the United States is seeking help from BlackRock to bail itself out of its economic uh, uh, problems. I mean, this is, you know, this is an absolute case where, you know, uh, the corporations are, you know, taking over governments uh, and the money, you know, the, the, the money is what's controlling. And of course, you know, uh, there's all kinds of uh, energy now or, uh, you know, articles out there about how schools you know, schools have been bought. They, you know, they'll, they'll only get their $7.8 million loan from the government if their kids wear masks and get shots, you know, or something. So they're tying, you know, you know they're tying all of their uh, mandates, you know, into money. And, you know, so the, you know, the, the money is really where I think the, the power lies. I mean, it buys politicians. It buys governments. It buys the FDA, the CDC, and all of the research and all of the science. It's it's all about the money. And so when the banks and BlackRock and Vanguard and private uh, individuals that own the shares, you know, in those, uh, you know, in those huge global uh, uh, entities, um, those are the, the, you know, those are the puppet masters, uh, you know, in my mind. And um, yeah, they're... Uh, the, the government is going to implement whatever they dictate. So, not to be too doom and gloom. Maybe, maybe ask to put it into the framework and maybe ask it like this. Um, I'd, I'd be curious what you say then. Um, or you don't have to comment specifically, but you know, all kinds of companies have stopped services in Russia, you know, as if the Russian people themselves would have any, you know, bearing on whatever the politicians are doing, just like in the US, just like in Austria, just like anywhere else, right? But what I found so interesting, is mentioned BlackRock. Also, BlackRock, at least officially, withdrew from Russia. And I was like, wow, this is really strange. Like, this is one of the companies where I'd be like, they would always be everywhere because they are so important and so controlling. So what I'm kind of saying is that here even seems to be a shift. Even some Arabic countries apparently are steering away from the petrodollar. So just as you mentioned, this supremacy may actually end and it may allow for a time, hopefully, where different polls, let's say, or opinions simply are allowed. And it's not anymore you have one opinion and everyone else gets censored and shadow banned away. That's kind of what I was getting at because I see the tendency towards this totalitarianism, let's say, but I'm not sure how well that's actually working out. That's what I was asking about. We've discussed this a little to some degree, um, like in the Civil War, in the American Civil War, um, because of information technology not being so pristine or whatever. Uh, there were skirmishes still going on well after the signing of the Declaration of the End of the War happened. I think that hopefully is ideally what's happening now, where it's like the last vestiges of kind of like really corrupt people are just kind of pushing as hard as they can. I mean, in like Star Wars, it's like the Death Star is built and they're blowing up planets, but there's still people hanging out with Ewoks and they know how to maybe hack it and, you know, Saturn and Aquarius, get it, beat the system through its own means or whatever. Um, it's funny with the whole cancel culture thing, like Raphael is saying with Russia, because like, like he's saying, like, I mean, I'm not for McDonald's by any means, um, but the fact that they're pulling McDonald's and kind of making life just much more stark and hard. Um, when there's not even, we don't even have all the details of the information going out. I'm not a Putin fan by any means. Like I think he's probably a sketchy dude basically, but um, we don't, there's so much more 
hidden and mysterious kind of Neptune, Mercury, Jupiter stuffs um, that we can imagine. And I know that, like you were saying at the beginning, it's it's very much about media manipulation. We tend to think if we turn on the TV, I mean, I don't think this, I don't think either of y'all do, but many people believe that if they turn on Fox News or CNN, they're being told what is actually occurring or something. And um, that, I mean, for many reasons, this has gone out the window for me for a long time, least of which I remember during 9-11 being like, Um, I was like in high school and I was like, did I just see like a, a video of like a hair um, going to the Pentagon? And they like covered that shit in grave. Like it's gnarly. Anyway, um, something that I was going to say uh, really quickly though, what's ironic and I don't know the astrological importance of this, but um, George Bush Sr. who was a CIA director at one point um, said that kind of welcome to the new world order kind of situation uh, on September 11th, 1991, 10 years to the day of 9-11 so I, I mean the cycles work with that uh or if that's just like an occult kind of hidden hand ritual thing um we don't necessarily even have to go down that rabbit hole if we want to but there's a whole lot of levels of things going on um it's a tricky moment because it's like really in to be all pro ukraine and i'm not i don't want to see hospitals with women pregnant women getting bombed um but usually like just like you were saying with saddam hussein like the reasons for the iraq war uh we use kind of the fires of kuwait as this justification which is actually a really good imac people haven't seen it fires a great beautiful film considering the topic um it wasn't about i mean it's like it's it's like look over here while we're doing this shit over here kind of stuffs i mean it's like oh look everyone get on the political bandwagon and cancel this person um when in reality it almost reminds me a little of kim i don't know how into pop culture you are but kim kardashian's been kind of being weird and sleazy with this, uh snl dude and kanye's kind of like not having it and being like oh get my daughter off instagram i'm not saying kanye is a saint but um cancel culture is getting weird where people are picking sides for really arbitrary reasons and usually the truth is much more complicated and uh probably possibly not even what we thought to be part of the options on the table usually it's like holy shit we never thought of that um, and anyway, uh, we could talk about, you know, petrodollars and BlackRock if you want to keep talking about that. I don't know. Um, myself at some level where I've made a point to like tune now and maybe I should be more in. Like about a year ago, you started tuning way into it. So I was like, oh shit, if he cares about this, maybe I should care about this. <laughs> like you've got this kind of out what am i doing like an ostrich up in here what am i doing so um yeah if yeah you, if you guys want to relax on this a little more we can uh or we can start shifting gears into other topicologies your call well i want to go back a little bit to you know what what he was uh mentioning and just that um yeah i mean it's 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 uh it's hard to say all i say is that mother what is it necessity is the mother of invention and when we get you know, uh, mainstream media, you know, when we get censored, when we get, you know, our centralized platforms, you know, taken over and Facebook and Google, you know, controlling the, the narrative. Um, that's, that is when, and this is Uranus going through Taurus. Okay. You know, and it's, and it's in square here to the, you know, Saturn and uh, Aquarius, which is social distancing and social control and, you know, all kinds of limitations and boundaries being placed upon groups and organizations. And Uranus is down here in, in Taurus, you know, discovering, inventing, innovating, 
you know, new platforms, new ways to communicate, uh, you know, new resources. So this, I think, is also a time, you know, where we need to and people are coming up with alternative ways. And that is what the Web3 is about. I have a node on Web3. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how to move my whole <laughs> my whole platform and my whole audience and everything <clears throat> over to this new, uh, you know, this new platform that is decentralized. And that's, you know, uh, you know, based on the blockchain. And so you can also buy and sell you know, outside of the mainstream. I mean, I was super excited down in Peru. I paid for my Airbnb with uh, Bitcoin. And, you know, the guy picked up his phone and I picked up my phone and we just did our little exchange, you know, completely, you know, completely outside the box. And I think that, you know, more stuff, more people, more communication, more ideas, and hopefully more money and more supplies and more food and more of everything, you know, starts going under the radar. And, and, and we create an alternative, you know, an alternative society, an alternative, you know, reality, you know, to, to what is going on with this whole, uh, and, and then we do what? It's like the Underground Railroad. We, we start educating, we start pulling, you know, people one by one, bit by bit, little by little, little by little. And we start growing a new paradigm. We start growing this new age. And I see this new age, of course, the age of Aquarius is the age of technology. And what we're really dealing with is humanity's relationship to technology. And it's the technology is becoming so fast and so intentional and you know the algorithms are you know you know just like you know getting imposed and used and you know more and more and more and more and and we and it what it's doing in some people's minds is devaluing what it is to be human and we have, uh, I forget the guy's name, you know, he's, uh, he's advising uh, Schwab. Uh, but, you know, he is all about hacking the DNA code, hacking humans, controlling humans through nanotechnology, and that, uh, you know, and having control over humanity through, you know, you know, through all of, you know, through, you know, through the technology. Because, and this is where he says, he says, natural selection and the, you know, the, the evolution of our species has gone according to natural laws now, but we have something better. Now we, now we as intelligent human beings are going to direct the evolution of humanity. This is actually playing God. These guys actually think they are smarter than nature, that they are smarter than what I call divine intelligence, creator, source, or whatever. They really have, you know, they've like convinced themselves that they can make machines 
you know, and and make technology that is going to uh, do a better job. They're going to modify our DNA and they're going to modify us as human beings so that we're going to be smarter and we're going to live longer and we're going to do what they say and everything is going to be better, you know, as a result of dehumanizing humanity. And and so in the long run, Pluto's in Aquarius for 20 years. The age of Aquarius lasts for 2000 years. And for me, what this is, is and even Rudolf Steiner talked about the incarnation of Araman. And Araman, of course, is the spirit of technology. We could talk about that also. But, you know, uh, actually incarnating into physical form, he may already be uh, alive. Um, and but what I want to get the, the point I want to really make is that there there is going to be I, I, I see it as inevitable, this incarnation of Araman or the or the takeover. OK, or the you know, like um, uh, making artificial intelligence and, and robots, uh, you know, the new gods and, you know, just like the Matrix thing until it falls apart and it doesn't work. You know, it's like humanity learns through pain. Humanity learns through failure. And it's not gonna be really until technology creates an even greater crisis and greater misery for a greater number of people that they are going to raise up, join together and choose consciously, you know, themselves over uh, the artificial intelligence and, and, and come to a new value, come to a new understanding of what it means to be human, what a human really is, and how being human is better. There's love, there's joy, there's emotion, there's feeling. Yes, there's ups and downs. There's in and outs. There's good days and bad days. There's this, da, 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 The human experience is a superior experience to a technological superior um, acquisition machine. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like, um, it's, it's it basically... This is a time period, I think, in human history. It is the culmination of materialism. This is the, this is the final manifestation that this world is imaginative, useless, fake. There is no, no God. There is no spirit. There is nothing after death. That, that this material world is all there is. And that if we somehow uh, get all the money or all the gold or all the power or all the pleasure or whatever that we, you know, we can possibly get and we, and, and we make, make ourselves immortal through uh, computers and robots and, and we drain our memory into you know, R2-D2 or something, that that somehow is going to make us immortal and make us gods and it's somehow um, uh, the path of evolution. I mean, I don't know how far out you want to get there, but, you know, Bashar talks about, you know, the, the you know, the greys. The, the greys are extraterrestrials that, you know, uh, you know, have come back out of the future 
you know, and abducted and did a whole bunch of abductions because they're unable to reproduce cells. And, and, you know, the sperm count is going down now and the ability to do, you know, <laughs> you know, to even reproduce ourselves is all already going super down on the decline. And, it, and it's just like amazing uh, that, you know, people are so blind to all of this. In some ways, I feel like we're, we are like the Essenes. You know, the Essenes separated their bloodline. They isolated themselves to make this pure bloodline, okay, so that, you know, uh, Jesus Christ could come out of this, you know, uh, pure bloodline or whatever. But, you know, there is this, I feel, you know, we want to, I, I, at one point I wanted to create a 5G bubble over my community, Costa Rica, <laughs> and find some way of, you know, shielding ourselves Okay, you know, from this 5G to uh, to in a way preserve our genes and preserve our bloodlines as the rest of humanity undergoes this mRNA and this uh, you know this this whole technological uh, Star Wars Twilight Zone bullshit. You know, I, I think there's there's a need for remote small communities that are, you know, hunkered down, technologically savvy, that will reemerge after a lot of shit hits the fan. <laughs> it's funny because um, Michael Luton, who's an astrologer, he posted something the other day about like, I wonder what like AI will go through when they have their Neptune transits. Because we tend to think of, I mean, in a, in some weird way, um, humans are a spiritual vehicle for consciousness. And I do think there's something necessarily separate and maybe on the wave of novelty, kind of in a Terrence McKenna way or something, where humans are very particularly special beings and apertures of consciousness or whatever. Um, in some other way, paradoxically, it's like it's all one big dream. So sometimes I don't know. I almost feel like Robert the Bruce in Braveheart where it's like, he's kind of on the fence about like, Oh my gosh, should I join the English or not? Uh, you know, William Wallace is going on this powerful vengeance trip or whatever for his ex girl. Uh, he's got a burning heart for Scott. I mean, Scotland kind of attacks or attaches their, uh, cry for independence from the whole, uh, you know, in that film, I'm sure you've seen Braveheart, uh, where, you know, Longshanks is being this total asshole and kind of domineering people. And basically one dude's personal tragedy turns into a galvanizing point for a whole collective. And then they kind of go do their thing. Um, but Robert the Bruce, who ends up being like the you know the the king of Scotland, you know or whatever, like this big deal in Scotland, Scottish history. William Wallace was kind of like the uh, Paul Revere in a sense, where it's like, yo, y'all, this is serious shit. Whereas I guess Robert the Bruce would be more like George Washington or something like that. Um, in the film, it shows him talking to his old deformed dad or whatever, leprosy dad or whatever's going on, and you know he's like, I want to do, I want to follow my heart, but I want to like do what's economically advantageous. Very kind of Saturn Aquarius, like how do I play the teams? What what's going on? Um, and ultimately he finds that he's made the wrong choice and betrayed his friend and has this whole thing. And basically out of penance, I guess you could say, uh, kind of goes back and, you know, does the right thing and leads towards their actual sovereignty and the rebellion that led to uh, Scotland doing their thing. Um, it, it takes a minute. I mean, it seems so what I was kind of rambling about that was like, I, I lost my point of thought because I was rambling about fucking Mel Gibson's film. Um, Part of me very much understand where I stand with the Empire or the rebel forces and like how do I avoid the Death Star, like all this kind of stuff. But then part of me really does 
I think a lot of us in the New Age community, or however you want to put the spiritual community, really do yearn for the unity consciousness and the understanding. That dream will snap out of it. Um, it doesn't be snapped out very quickly. <laughs> so, you know, like a month or two in, I was like, oh, this is going to blow over. Uh, solar flare. I mean, I remember hearing all sorts of things like, oh, there's going to be a, um, an event and it'll change everything and our DNA will mutate and we'll be fine. I mean, I don't know how many, uh, you know, injections. And it seems a little like, you know, national superiority turns into terrorism in 9-11. It's like, watch out for individuals, you know, crazy individuals. And now it's like, watch out for people in your body is the, the war zone. It's just getting deeper and deeper into your personal space. Um, and at some point, you, I think, I guess, it, I mean, I don't, I don't know about your presuppositions, but it's like on the one hand, it's all good. But on the other hand, it's like we get to choose how manipulated and raped and pillaged we want to be like Robert the Bruce. He, he knew that England wasn't that great and he was trying to like play the game on their terms. And then at some point he's just like, fuck it, their game's fucked and I'm over it. Um, hopefully people start waking up to that. I, I think we're going to kick into it, but I'm always discouraged by how. Uh, it was, it's both in like on the one hand the world hasn't just snapped out of it but it seems like there's a big enough kind of um anti-world health organization anti kind of uh a schwab situation going on. enough people are aware of BlackRock and all this kind of stuff that it seems like there's the potency at least to be possible for the seed like you said to germinate underground i don't think the seed is dead i don't think it's hopeless but it's like man this is not going to be as fun for a while as i was hoping age of aquarius sounded like beach boys pet sounds was going to be happening and everyone's going to be having a good old time but uh nay it seems like like marilyn manson album like on backwards or something like that going on. it's crazy i gotta say I, I i felt the same way i was all excited about the age of aquarius and he, now here it comes and it's like oh my god this is a massive disillusionment of course the united states went through neptune opposite neptune it's uh it's exactly opposite this month march of 2022 and 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 neptune goes around every 165 years so it's gone around once and now it is opposite okay and and that is the process of disillusionment and i think that there is a lot of disillusionment going on you know with the government uh, you know, with corporations, the government is supposed to protect the people from corporations. The government is in bed with corporations instead of protecting the people from corporations. And people are, you know, I mean, but I, I have to say uh, what is, you know, really sad for me is I travel around a lot. You know, I've been to, you know, uh, Portugal, Spain, Dubai, Mexico, Peru, Costa Rica, the U.S. I, you know, and I see people all over the place. And I would like to think that there is a group of people that is awake and, and, and that it's and, and they're growing more awake. But I, I my observation of the majority of populations in the majority of countries are really sheep and are really asleep and are they just really want their Heineken, they just want their fifa soccer just like that's the hard part they just want to keep doing the dream the american dream the western dream sorry about these dogs we got five dogs that are guard dogs and they're pretty ratchet clearly um, i mean they're also afraid here in Costa Rica and in Peru and over in Dubai, I mean, the taxi uh, cab driver uh, told me to put on my mask, you know, because there was a police car coming by and he would get a $3,000 ticket if his passenger wasn't wearing a mask. So, you know, the, you know, the, like there are, right? there's consequences. 
um, like when we were talking about earlier, how Rome was like, you don't have to take the aqueducts and the roads and the Caesar statue, but we'll kill you. And we'll make your life very difficult. You know, you'll be against the empire, like kind of the shadow of the emperor card. Um, I don't think anybody really is even afraid of COVID, particularly at this point in terms of their personal health. That was much more earlier on in the pandemic, maybe like early 2020 or something like where everyone's like, oh my gosh, what is this? I think people now are like, you know what? Things change. This got out of Wuhan potentially. This is maybe even man-made, whatever. Um, and they're not so much afraid of that as as much as the the, the long shadow of the the pyramid or whatever. Like you were saying, it's well, like the whole shit. thing was, I mean, the, we also had you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, Pfizer documents released and lawsuits filed and, you know, uh, you know, uh, the Fauci book, you know, that uh, Bobby Kennedy wrote, you know, a million copies sold and people were waking up. People were waking up until what? The Ukraine, man. It's just like, <laughs> you know, as soon as you know, they, they come up with another crisis. And, and boom, the whole show, the whole spotlight just went from over here, you know, from convoy truckers, you know, you know right over to the UK, to the Ukraine crisis. And, and I'll tell you what, if, and, and it's going to stay over there. I mean, there, it's, it's keeping, you know, uh, the headlines, uh, you know, busy while all of this other stuff, laws and mandates and everything is getting passed, you know, uh, it's still going on you know the, the the whole kind of over it's it's just being completely hidden again and if people start to wake up okay to the orchestration that's happening over here you know you know you know with you know with this war then there'll be they, there will be another crisis and of course uh, you know that has also been um, described as a cyber attack uh, you know, a, a massive major cyber attack would be the next, uh, you know, uh, uh, logical uh, uh, step in a uh, in an overall plan to destabilize and destroy the world economy as part of the Great Reset so that they, they can come in with trumpets on the white horses with new uh, mandates and new laws and a new world government and a new world constitution in order to save everybody. So, you know, to me, there's just, you know, there's, there's just one, as soon as people start to wake up, bam, <laughs> they get hit with another false flag. <laughs> and then when they wake up to that, bam, <laughs> you know, they're going to get hit with another false flag. I mean, it, there's, there's a lot of planning and organization that has been going on for this to happen behind closed doors for a long time. That's that's all that I, you know, that's all I'm seeing. For a long time, however, I'd also say that every time such a new event happens, you have at least, you know, a few percentiles or however you would like to call them that are waking up to it and it will actually also stay sharp to the next let's say staged theater or whatever whatever the reality of it may be and also of course ultimately from what i understand to effectively change a system or bring it to a higher level of order you need nothing but only a few percent actually of the entire population so it's not really a majority game in that sense and uh, so I want to say, like, it can look very bleak and still, in a sense, consciousness can be rising and, you know, 
<laughs> at the same time, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, man. I mean, that is the beautiful thing about Jupiter conjunct Neptune. Okay, which is going on right now, coming in right now. And if you look at the high vibration, okay, you know, uh, of, of that, you know, of that aspect, there is a tremendous opportunity now to connect and open our crown chakra. And I remember uh, sitting at the foot of a guru, you know, uh, uh, some years ago. And, um, and she said, if there were only 144,000 enlightened people on this planet, the entire reality would shift. And I totally believe that. I do, uh, you know, I still, you know, I'm doing my yoga every day and I'm still in this place of, yes, we can break through. And when you do break through, you know, into a multidimensional consciousness, awareness, your magnetic field and everything about you and every, you know, you know there, there is a, you know, a, a, a huge impact that is far beyond just, you know, being another member of, uh, you know, the 8 billion population, you know, of the a wall, as they say, um, yeah. it's like, we don't need no teacher. We don't need no education. I think in a sense, we're all trying to be little emperors ourselves. That's the sovereign gift of the moment. Um, if there's going to be like positive in this, it's like, we're asking for really hard trials to rise above and through. Um, I don't surf. I'm actually going to probably, um, I'm here through the end of May. And one of these weeks I'm going to go hang out. Uh, I forget which beach, but there's a pro surfer who's like, Oh, come here, chill out. I don't know. I'm my host knows. I'm like, Oh, I'll learn how to surf. Um, so that should be fun. But the idea with Jupiter and, and Neptune um, and Mercury conjunct Neptune, it's like uh, you see these big wave surfers like in Maui or Portugal or whatever. And it's like just, you know, tumult of water, like tons of water. And they, you know, they come up and they're getting fucked. And it's like, oh, my God, here comes another one. And it's like this is how it works. But at some point they find their rhythm in it um, and they don't. Clearly, surfing is a thing. People die, but not everyone dies. So it's like, like we can survive this. And in a weird way, it's almost like a masochistic dream, I guess, at the moment with Pluto and Capricorn. It's like the world is like Hellraiser-ish. And it's like, how bad do you want it? Like, are you going to capitulate or are you going to like stand up for your rights? And that's a hard, I mean, that's the Robert the Bruce question, right? Where it's like, well, do I want to go with my heart or am I going to do what makes sense in the world um, by the World Economic Forum standards? It's a crazy time. I thought it was really funny the other day, maybe a week or two. I forget exactly. Probably two weeks ago now. Um, one of the disadvantages to tripping on mushrooms weekly, I guess, is time kind of distorts. Um, is uh, that degree you were talking about of uh, – it was like a bald man trying to take over the world, like Charles Schwab 101. Uh, <laughs> it yeah, so it's like we've got the playbook. We kind of know what to expect. It's almost like we've got the black and white version, and then the colors might shock us. We're like, oh, I thought it was going to be green and blue, and it's – orange and black what the hell is going on but i think we understand especially with astrology thankfully um and you're one of the first astrologers i ever really turned on to so for many years now since about 2013 i've been tuning in pretty much weekly um and i think you do a really good job of just keeping the bigger perspective i mean <laughs> i love your spirit i think you have a gemini moon um and i think you're a leo if i'm not mistaken but at some point you're like oh my gosh i might be a virgo and it's like i'm a progressed virgo rising right now you don't want to be a virgo i'm a progressed leo so it's kind of fun <laughs> but um in any event um you you're bringing up like you laugh you have fun with this shit you're like oh my god like at least you're trying to have fun it's like being in a madhouse and you're like i guess i had too many shots holy shit i don't know which way is the exit like when Bush is like trying to leave that stage, and he just is like, "Which way do I go?" It's like we're all caught off guard right now. No one's an expert. If and if anyone's saying they're an expert, I mean, to a degree, that's the person to watch out for, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So with the yeah. Emperor card, we're all learning sovereignty. We're all learning kind of what what is your heart truly desire given really hard circumstances. You know, I, I'm I don't drink wine right now, but it's like I'm pretty sure the idea is like the strong the more hard the soil, the more like rocks and shit that that grapes have to grow through. It's like it's a better wine quality in a sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so to me, forty-four thousand wine. Yeah, but like, god damn, this is tricky. I mean, to me, I, I I have to say that my belief is that love is the most powerful force in the universe, and that in the end, love will win, and love is the source of joy, serenity, peace, fulfillment, ecstasy orgasm, you name it. I mean, you know, it's, you know, and, and all these other paths of power or ownership or materialism or artificial intelligence uh, or, you know, you know, you name all of these other things that, you know, are desired, are uh, coveted, uh, are uh, idolized. Um, and, I think you know they're 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 bound to fail. They're doomed to fail. Even the people who are proposing them, look at look at Schwab. Does he look like a happy guy? I mean, have you seen him smile? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, you know, really, it, it is love that makes us joy. Love that makes us smile. Love that is a good time. And it's like. Yeah, you can have all the money and all the power and all the computers, you know, that you got. And if you're not having a good time, people are not going to want to listen, follow, emulate, model, whatever. You know, you're, you know, you, you be, I don't know. It's it's just like. Um, said. I saw a meme the other day where it was like, if, what are we in a Batman movie? It showed like a health advisor who look i mean i'm not trying to judge people's looks totally but it's like you're saying charles schwab like you know men pretending to be women by name to get medals or whatever it's a crazy mixed up world right now and it's kind of a wild west i guess ontologically because as soon as the whole nietzschean thing of like god is dead which i don't i mean i think nietzsche is a little more complicated than that but that's kind of what people lynch on there was a point in which the culture kind of shifted to materialism like you're saying scientific reductionism and it's like we can categorize the world and dr livingston i presume let's go figure it all out or whatever we tried to figure out the world and we're hitting the terminal velocity of that the crescendo of what that might mean i'm curious um i mean you were talking about the grays and bashar Raphael's. that's i mean that's his kind of uh home turf bashar uh he channels kind of like that too so there's um, one real question about this whole thing thanks for bringing it up yeah. again which is um have you seen any recent Bashar transmission especially some highly curious statements regarding masks and other things which may have been somewhat, let's say, localized, but certainly from what I had seen, because I didn't stop watching, I was like, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna destroy the good image I have, but basically <laughs> seemed to be in stark opposition with 30 years of saying all you need is oxygenation, elimination, you know, folio has excitement, and maybe don't eat too much meat or something. This was always for 30 plus years the health course, basically. And now he actually started indulging in kind of telling people, yeah, like kind of follow the mandates. It'll be over quicker. And yeah. And wh why do you feel why do you feel limited in your own freedom only because you're putting on a mask? You know, and while I can see the belief systems perspective, well, 
But I'm like, what is coming in there? And it started with about 2016, some strange statements or which seemed too much biased for an alien that's supposed to be apolitical in a sense. But now with this one, I'm like, what's happening? Are there too many Satanists in LA and they cost a net or something? Is maybe maybe Daryl scared himself, his personality, and that's interfering? Because I'm like, for 30 plus years, super consistent messaging, especially also on health. And now I'm like, What's going on? Had you heard about this? You have any impression or intuition? I'd be curious, just because you know him as well. So I'm like, what's happening? You know, I gotta say, I mean, I I loved him uh, in the early 2000s. I, I went down to LA a couple of times to see him, and I was all, but I I have not really uh, listened, uh, you know, into him for you know, over 10 years. Right. And and just to bring up one more thing, the other thing that you mentioned with the whole gray timeline, where I was also like, okay, wow. I mean, he spoke also about this now for maybe at least 20 years about the split in the timelines and the idea that there is this gray, even if it's just a story, whatever. But some people that basically were like humans and they started splicing around their genes, they didn't want to touch each other anymore and all of that. And I'm like, how more obvious can it get? that this is exactly the threshold moment right now, if there ever is one, with the potential threat of unknown genetic modification, a removal of emotion, or just people going crazy in the Neptunian sense, but, you know, afraid of each other to touch and so on. So I'm like, it's so obvious that if there is a threshold moment like this, this would be it. And he's not mentioning this at all, because I'm like, he should be thumping on this and be like, look, this is what I told you about for 30 years. We're here. But it's like, (laughs) what's happening? I I don't get it. But maybe that's also kind of like the trick, you know, everyone has to be sovereign for themselves, decide for themselves, you know, maybe he's too popular. Anyhow, I just wanted to bring it up. It's so strange to me. So like people like Sadhguru, I mean, I'm not all about Sadhguru, but there's people who surprised me with their stance on this whole thing, where it felt like people in the fold and it's like, it's almost like, uh, I mean, I don't want to get all hyper conspiratorial. God, how dare I, right? But it's almost like uh, the idea of sleeper cells, where it's like people are just like, do your thing. And when we say the magic word, you got to jump on our team. And it doesn't really matter what it is, but you got to do what, what we say, kind of. Because that's the only way I can get around, you know, like uh, uh, the idea of selling out or whatever. Someone's got a consistent theme. If Led Zeppelin's cranking out the jams, and then all of a sudden, like the 80s albums suck or whatever, like kind of what you're saying, you're just like, hey, this is the band I was listening to. Uh, kind of like Dark Side of the Mid, like if the if your play, band in your end starts playing different tunes, it's like I guess I'll see you in the Dark Side of fucking Neptune conjunct Mercury. Uh, but you know it's it's crazy out here. Um, like these dogs going bananas. Um, it's funny though. Uh, what I was wondering, I, I mean, you may or may not have an opinion. It sounds like you kind of tuned out of Bashar World for a while now, so it's like you kind of just like well, weird, but you you don't mind. You might not have much of an opinion on that. But people like Sadhguru, Bashar um trudeau like he's kind of a wolf in sheep's clothing right where he's just like this pretty boy and just kind of doing the politics smear me thing um and then when it comes to it he's saying things that are more offensive if one were to actually think about what he's saying um than any you know some of the more extreme statements i've ever heard really from a politician it's like these people are stupid they're not even maybe people maybe an astrological question is like is uh how to put it is like the idea of gaslighting exalted in Pisces or something like this. So like, what's what's going on, or what's your opinion of this complete? Yeah, maybe especially gaslighting and this extreme insanity, which has no more bearing on logic at all. Maybe you want to speak on this a little bit, but it seems like the past few years it's gotten to such an extreme. It's 
it's insane to even think about. I don't know, especially the gaslighting. Well, the Neptune stuff is like gaslighting, I think, but I'll just say, and I want to hear your uh, thoughts, Tom. Um, the Saturn and Aquarius is totally cancel culture, where it's like, look, you're either with us or you're against us. And if you're against this, you're really not going to fare well. So get on this side of the line. Uh, it's, if you've ever seen um, Spielberg's film Hook, where it's like, I'm Peter Pan, and Rufio's like, fuck you, I'm, I'm the king here. They're all like running from one side to the other, and it's just like, populism and like no and the, like this one little black kid's like hey he's really the guy or whatever it's like the minority you don't need that much but you just need someone saying the truth um i'll show mm -hmm. you up that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh well <clears throat> i mean i just saw the question here by ben silverman are the vaccinated people a threat to us normal people especially the boosted um I I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a shedding and I think that they uh, are definitely uh, compromised. Their immune systems are compromised. Uh, yeah, everybody that, uh, and, and especially the boosted, are uh, the booster shots are going to be, uh, you know, containing more and more nanotechnology and more and more, uh, you know, harmful, uh, uh, products uh, destroying the immune system, making people sicker and sicker and sicker. So they're they're going to be you know uh, disease carriers. And um, in order to not get the disease, and like because people wanted to keep distances and stuff, they've given up their sovereignty, right? They stopped being the emperor of their little world or whatever. And they said, "You all seeing eye, you tell me how to think and feel and believe." We like at the end of Big Brother or 1984. He's like, and he loved Big Brother. It's like. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it seems like the irony is like people who are getting, especially now, where it's like, how many? How are you going to be a porcupine of jobs? Like, what's going on here? Um, is this just the normal new for you? And if people are so committed to that paradigm, it's their highest excitement. I really don't understand how to process that personally. But now, like you're saying, the irony is like maybe they're actually the ticking time bomb, like kind of covert carrier of. Uh, nanotech and all sorts of shit, which they were kind of originally, hopefully, taking these vaccines to prevent themselves from. You see what I'm saying? It's like the table's totally flipped. Oh my god! The irony is like anybody our yeah. body handle this shit. Like, and yes, bubonic plagues happen and weird shit happens, but what we're doing is not. It's causing more issues, as we've heard with uh, the guy on the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm forgetting his name, but he's just like, this isn't good stuff. We are, yeah, Malone. I think maybe you're thinking about, but. We are in the paradox. We're, we're facing the paradox. And part of it is learning how to, you know, it's like we almost have to develop new synopses in our brain in order to process the paradox <laughs> that there are these multiple realities coexisting that should cancel each other out or kill each other or how can this be? Or, you know, I mean, it's, it's like really needing to, you know, go into like a multidimensional beyond polarized, beyond either or in order to grasp what what is really going on. And this can actually be part of the evolutionary process. And I think that this gets back to the other question of you know, the Wetico. Uh, Paul Levy wrote these books on, you know, on, on this whole, this mass psychosis that it is I, actually I on the podcast. He hasn't responded, but I'm like, uh, Watiko, Wateko, or however you say it. Um, you want to go into a little about that? Because that's really the bottom fucking line of what's going on. I mean, he kind of didn't prophesy it, but he kind of um, put it in a form that's digestible. And now it's manifesting in mass, it seems, in our, our times. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, the, the native indigenous people saw it as a spirit being. And, and that spirit being would go from mind to mind, from body to body to, you know, and, and kind of, you know, take over your psychology. And like harmonic forces, like before he really gets to power, he kind of spreads this away. Uh, do you think that has any connection? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I, it's funny because I see uh, the Watiko the, the is more uh, Neptune and Araman is more Uranus. Um, so it's, you know, something that both of them are kind of at play here right now uh, in our in our hearts and minds. <laughs> I can't hear you. I think you're uh, muted or something. Uh, with the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction coming up soon, um, I mean, at worst case, it's like, you know, Titanic sinking, deluge of media, kind of mass, hypno uh, mass psychosis, you know, all the shadow aspects of this stuff. It could also very well be the time at some level where people really snap out of it and are like, oh, I am a sovereign white light warrior. And, you know, it just took enough pressure and I'm a diamond now. Holy shit. Heat and pressure. It took a while, but bam, I popped. Um, what are some of the things you don't have to get like hyper predictive, but I'm curious what you're hoping for, maybe uh, both shadow and light kind of at manifestations of um, this kind of historic conjunction, because it's not too common. Uh, this happens, I think, like I was reading, I forget the exact year, but it was like 1850s or 60s was the last time it happened. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, th I think that the uh, uh, the main uh, lessons and the main teachings of uh, the Watiko is, you know, having to do with this idea that we we are the creator reality. And and it, it really shows us that how powerful how powerful we are with our thoughts. And when those thoughts engage with emotions and feeling, and we put thoughts and feelings together, then we have beliefs and we have, uh, you know, so the, the, the Watiko is like how external reality mirrors our internal reality and our internal beliefs. And this may be the next lesson that, you know, humanity really needs to get impressed upon our consciousness, you know, is, is how, how pliable, how flexible, how changeable external reality really is and how powerful we are with our consciousness. But it's like you don't learn something until it bites you in the ass. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's like we don't we don't understand how, you know, if we're led by mass media and we stop thinking and we just follow how our external reality is modified and altered and changed by our passive Jupiter, Neptune, Pisces, just uh, flowing uh, of, of, you know, martyr, victim, uh, helpless, uh, you know, what, you know, and, and, and that we're just, um, yeah, victims of external uh, sources. Disempowered. I mean, it's like, I can't do it. For a while, it felt that way. I mean, for a long time, it was like, nobody leave your country. Everyone stay at home. Um, I mean, right at the very beginning, it was almost, not advisable but understandable i guess you could say i was like okay we don't know what's going on whatever it's so far into the game at this point that i really do think um 
I mean, I saw a great meme the other day that was like, anybody who hasn't taken the jab or, you know, whatever, um, for the past two years, you're indestructible mentally. Like, you're not going to get fucked with. Like, you're stronger. <laughs> There's like years of, uh, you know, like we've got diamond armor. Some people have like gold armor, but that still didn't quite work. Um, right. It's, right. We're going to do this A-OK. Um, is there anything uh, that you want to discuss? I know we're getting about an hour and a half in. Um, I'm not sure how long you want to talk. We could obviously talk forever. Is there anything that you want to talk about um, that we haven't? And or what are some of the offerings uh, that you're going to be doing in the near future? Are, like, I mean, you were traveling. I think I vaguely recall hearing you saying you were going to be going to Europe possibly this summer. Um, so what, what's your kind of modus operandi and how are you galvanizing um, – the people on the, on the new paradigm wave. Yeah. Okay. I want to address uh, Ben Silverman's uh, question there. He's I've many friends which had the first vaccine and it doesn't matter what I said to them, but now they believe me. And, uh, and uh, is it possible that the most people with the first vaccine survive all? Um, I just want to say, according to my understanding, my limited uh, perception is that there are different batches, that there are placebos, that there are, you know, there's different technology and different batches, and they are tracking and tracing these different batches to see the effects on different groups of people that they go in and they're, and they're, and they're watching and studying all of this. So it's not like everybody got the same thing. Uh, so we can't say you know, my daughter got the, you know, she got the, she, she's, uh, she got the jab, you know, and, uh, you know, no apparently uh, side effects whatsoever. And my, I've had other friends that have, you know, serious, uh, you know, uh, side effects. And of course, we know people have died and myocarditis and everything else. So all I can say is that, you know, people that have taken the first vaccine, I do have on my website a, uh, a detox uh, program uh, to remove, uh, you know, the metals and remove as, as much of, uh, you know, the, the toxic uh, aspects and elements of uh, this jab. Uh, and, and the sooner that anybody who takes it uh, goes on that detox program, the better off they're going to be. And um, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, if they're, you know, if the first, uh, if the people who took the first one are going to survive. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it started out weaker and each booster gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger with more junk in it and more junk in it and more junk in it. So, um, if you just started out and maybe you even got a placebo at the beginning, you know, and stopped and changed your mind and said no and did the detox, or even if you didn't do the detox, at least you've done the minimum amount of damage to yourself. Then in answer to the second question, my other feeling is just that I hold circles of people with no masks and no, uh, you know, no bullshit. And, and just like, I really feel that it's very important for people to come together the way that we've always come together for thousands and thousands of years <laughs> and hugging and dancing and touching and smiling and talking and singing and meditating and chanting together in groups of circles, whether there's a fire in the middle or a crystal in the middle or, you know, we're on yoga mats or we're out in the woods. 
Uh, my intention is to bring groups of people together in nature to, you know, to dance and to sing and to expand our hearts and open our minds in circles. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I think so far, I think I've got like Ireland and the UK and Greece and Spain and uh, uh, Denmark and the Netherlands. Um, I'm going to be, uh, you know, circling around over there um, because I really feel it's really important to uh, have these very uh, human, very touch, very real time, uh, you know, very psychic magnetic field. Uh, I mean, we, I don't want to lose Saturn in Aquarius is social distancing and wearing masks and not, uh, you know, just not connecting unless it's over some zoom call or something and it's all artificial. And, um, I, I really want to focus on the importance of, of, of the real. Yeah. Jimmy, get on mute. Now that the South node is out of uh, Sagittarius, uh, and in Scorpio, I mean, like Scorpio is this kind of like fearful, potentially fearful and like segregated, like I'm going to watch from behind the curtain kind of thing. Um, getting out there and doing things is part of it. Uh, one of the reasons I came down to Costa Rica, we had a guest on the podcast at some point and um, I got a, I was going to go to Hawaii, but it's like pretty still hardcore there. Um, and, Cause I used to live in Honolulu. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll go back to the islands. It's like, Oh, you have to have a Vax pass and all sorts of crazy shit. So I was like, that was a little while ago. Not now, but um came here hanging out here in costa rica um i'll have to i'll, I'll email you to figure out where you're at because i there was a chance i mean i'm at a point now where i don't even want to get a test swab up my nose particularly like i'm that conspiratorial i'm like is this like uh uh i forget what the um something oxide or something i've like gone all the i've gone all the place without getting one up my nose well what's your secret <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can get uh, you can get people that uh, just uh, wipe it around your saliva. Okay, I'll be sure to take that in the trains that are and be like, please. And sir. you can make sure to have your own Q-tip and nothing that they supply, but something that's actually clean. You know, that's yeah. Okay. Start. yeah. And the antigen test is better, of course. For sure. So. Yeah. Um, that's one of my actually conundrums at the moment. I've uh, I'm here until the end of May, and then I've got to leave. But I might come back and play a festival over my birthday, which is ironic. Um, so anyway, Costa Rica is cool, but I'm like, all right, now what? And uh, my fiance is in England. She can't meet up right now. But I was like, oh, England, Ireland, Norway. Like things are starting to open up. I could go see some shit. Like finally, South Node's out of Sag. Yeah, exactly. You get what I'm um, So um, I'm excited to do that. But I was, I was. Well, like, maybe our maybe our paths will cross, and I will, uh, and we'll bump into each other somewhere. That'd be great, man. Hopefully. I mean, while I'm still in Costa Rica, if I swing out your way, if you're around, I'll hang out. Um, worst case scenario, I'll fucking see you in Europe or one day. One day we're going to laugh about this in like the Budic fucking diamond mine or whatever. And we're going to be like, there you oh, go. That's right. Um, so, yeah, you're going to be. You um, I, just a quick, and you don't have to go hardcore and deep. I know, uh, like you said, you were like, didn't want to talk forever. And we're hitting an hour and a half. I'm curious if there's anything just like look, glancing at our charts and you don't have to, like I said, go too hard in the paint. Um, any drive-by gnosis you could give Raphael or myself for the near future? I know I'm hitting my North Node on August 11th, and I've been talking to Christopher Wartecki when um, and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, you're you're exactly where you need to be." It doesn't feel like that right now. I'll be honest. Uh, but I think everyone's kind of in that place where it's like, "What the fuck is going on?" 
Um, and yeah, like I understand that you charge for readings and I'm not trying to sit here and pillage uh, the castle. Um, but while you're here, since I gave you the charts, I'm kind of curious if there's anything that you see standing out um, that you would, if you were us kind of thing, what would you be thinking? Yeah, yeah I would. Uh, I would. I, I really don't have enough time to go into those personal charts right now. I am. If you contact me, you know, separately, uh, we could look at that because I like to, I like to go into greater depth and, and that would be one chart is a couple hours conversation. Two charts is four hours. I mean, it's uh, I like to do justice to the art science of astrology and not, uh, and not just kind of uh, uh, fling right, stuff. Totally yeah. understand. Well, look, dude, I'll, I'll, I've got your email. I'll hit you up. Um, if I can hang out with you at some point, that'd be dope. If uh, Worst case scenario, see you at some point in Europe or abroad. Because I was totally thinking about going to Peru, but I was like, I don't really want anything going on my nose. And I'm right. trying to avoid it. Right now, I'm like, I guess to go back into America, I got to do that. So like, where can I? It's like band on the run, kind of Beatles style. It's like, where the fuck do I go? Um, but places are opening up. Um, and you're going to be doing that stuff. So, uh, I guess, uh, thank you so much for your time and energy. I know that you've got a life to live. Um, if there's any kind of, um, we put your links for newparadigmastrology.com if people aren't aware that yeah, there it is. Uh, that's how to get in touch okay. with the reading and check out all of his content. I am a weekly listener to the Paleo Report. That's on YouTube. He's got many other things. And I'm really glad that you put that Dane Rudyard PDF on there because, uh, that is some, deep magic as narnia would say it's really really beautiful stuff um if there's any kind of epic uh, statement you want to say at the end here let me know let us know kind of final thought i, I i'm all good namaste aloha so much love further up and further in guys adios thank you so much for joining and okay. thanks everyone for listening catch y'all in the now thank you all righty ciao ciao